and welcome back to Fan Picked Fan Fix. Today we will be reading Analysis Lessons and Consequences Thereof by Elaine the Tired on Archive of Her Own. And oh my gosh, that username is such a mood. I love you. <laughs> uh, it is an uncom- incomplete fanfic with seven chapters so far and 20,252 words. You glorious, glorious being. It was last updated on the 24th of October, and I really need to catch up on it, but it is absolutely amazing and deserves all the love in the world because it is just that perfect of a fanfic. I will be reading chapter one today, and you should go read the rest after you finish listening to this because, oh my gosh, it is too good. (laughs) So let's get into it. The day that would change the face of hero society forever started like any other day, really. Aizawa Shota, aka Eraserhead, was nursing his third cup of coffee this morning as he headed down the pristine, expansive corridors of Yue in the direction of his class. As usual, respectful silence immediately asserted itself in the room from the moment he slipped through the door, even though Shota made sure not to make a sound. Good. The situational narrow. The situational awareness courses they had run a few weeks ago were paying off. He surveyed the room as he slunk towards the lecture. We are not planning to waste any valuable time on roll call. Everyone was in attendance and no immediate issue presented itself before his piercing glare. He could begin. Listen carefully, he stated dispassionately as he turned to face his class, dropping his sleeping bag to the floor and letting his quirk flare briefly for effect. Today we will be starting a new subject. Quiet murmuring erupted in the class, some excited, others apprehensive. Shota glared. The room fell silent. As I was saying, today we will begin a new subject. It is, unfortunately, not part of the mandatory curriculum, though every hero worth their salt knows at least the basic techniques we will be covering in these lessons. No student of mine ever received a hero license without at least a passing grade in this subject. And here he made intense eye contact with his students, especially a certain electrical, otic, acidic duo, who wilted slightly. So I advise you to take this as seriously as you take any other class. Today we'll be learning about analysis. Shota turned to write the subject title on the board. When he turned back around, he was greeted with three kinds of reactions from his class. The first one was expected, normal, and if he was perfectly honest with himself, quite satisfying. The aforementioned duo, as well as a good half the class, were exchanging despairing looks towards what was generally conveyed as a clear message of, how the hell are we going to get a passing grade on this one? The other two reactions, however, were mildly alarming. Not in the way that made him think of the ambushes, overpowered villains, and burning forests, but in a way that made his skin itch with the feeling there was an important piece of information he had missed. Several of his students, not to name names, but Uraka, Ida, and Todoroki most prominently, have gone slightly pale and were casting furtive, somewhat apprehensive glances towards one of their classmates. The reaction of said classmate was the last, and perhaps most surprising of the three. Izuku Midoriya was, for lack of a better word, basically vibrating in his seat. His usual sunshine smile had brightened a few thousand watts, fingers twitching at his side as if reaching for a pen that wasn't there, eyes darting excitedly between Aizawa and the blackboard. Well, this is not suspicious at all, should have internally deadpanned. Whatever, it's too early in the morning for this. If it becomes a problem, I'll deal with it later. He decided to give the instructions for his lesson as quickly as possible and then go to sleep. He was exhausted already and could feel a headache coming. 
The first thing we'll be doing is assessing the level each of you is currently at. Some of you may discover you have a natural talent for analysis, others will realize they have been doing something similar quite a while without noticing. In any case, this test will highlight your strengths and weaknesses in each subject and allow me to assess them individually. So, he handed Ida a stack of blank pages as he passed around. When everybody had pages to write on, he turned and started writing on the board. Your assignment is simple. Within the next hour, you need to write as detailed an analysis as you can about me. He turned to look at them for a moment. You have been my students for a while now, and all of you have seen me fight several times. I want the details you can provide. Fighting style, personality, strengths, weaknesses, and anything else you think you can help win in a fight against me. He finished outlining the assessment on the board. Once he looked at his class, one eyebrow raised. Any questions? He was met with resigned sighs, empathetic head shakes, and quietly, but very interesting by Midoriya. All right, he said dubiously. You may begin. He wrapped himself in his sleeping bag and laid down for a nap. Shadow fell asleep to the sound of Ingle furiously scratching pen. He was woken an hour later by a ringing bell. Ida was standing at attention at his desk, ready to hand over a sizable stack of paper. Surprisingly sizable. Maybe there was hope for his problem children yet. Shoda accepted it with a nod of thanks to the class rep and headed for the door, turning, tuning out the excited chatter of his students. As he slinked towards the teacher's lounge, Shoda reflected on what to do with the few free hours he had until his next lesson. He contemplated grabbing a nap before discarding the idea. He felt surprisingly well-rested right now, or as close as he ever got to well-rested, and he might as well get a head start on grading the new assignment. He sighed in resignation as he plopped down on his usual sofa and fished the paper out of his bag. Right, first let's get a general idea of what I got to work with here. As he skimmed the papers, everything seemed normal. Ashido, Kaminari, Kirishima, and Mineta have all submitted barely two pages, full of crossed-out sentences and distracted doodles. Ida, Bakugo, Todoroki, and surprisingly, Koda, each submitted five pages of seemingly organized and well-thought-out information, basic but not bad for beginners. Yagi Rose submitted seven, as expected of someone whose quirk depended so much on information and memorization of detail. He counted each work as he skimmed it over and set it aside, so he became quite confused when 19 of them had been examined, and he was left with a good quarter of the whole stack in his hand. He stared down at the name of the first page of the report as alarm from earlier that morning started to rise again. Midoriya, he found, had submitted over 20 pages of analysis written in small, precise script that was much neater than his usual, punctuated by occasional, surprisingly well-done illustrations, and well-more-structured sections than Shota was comfortable with. Apprehension and curiosity mounting with every moment, Shota began to read, and kept reading. By the time he was done, there wasn't a single red mark on the pristine white sheets, and Shota's mild alarm had mutated into not-at-all-mild terror. Shota gave this assignment every time he taught the basic savannah to his classes, sometimes an opening assignment, sometimes a finishing project, occasionally both so the students could see exactly how much they improved, what they still needed to work on. The analysis... He had gotten over the years varied, some of them more or less accurate, some mismade points completely, very few, few enough he could count them on the fingers on one hand, pointed out things he had never thought about before, or offered a new perspective of some aspect of his fighting style or another. Never in all his years as a teacher had he seen anything like Midoriya's paper. The depth and accuracy of the boy's observations was astounding, and made Shutter feel vaguely like a bug under a microscope, dissected and carefully examined from every possible angle, stripped to the bone until nothing was hidden from those keen, excited green eyes. There was everything in this report. Analysis of a quirk and fighting style with illustrations to demonstrate several of his unique moves. 
There were a psychological profile and an in-depth discussion of his personality and mannerisms, as well as observed relationship with other teachers and even students, and how it all could be exploited against him. There is a section dedicated to his gear with ideas for weapons that could be complementary to his capture weapon and suggestions for improvements on his goggles, and there were strengths and weaknesses and suggestions for overall improvement. The small part of Shota that was not numb with fear was distantly amazed that he had never actually thought to tie down his hair. The rest was busy calculating how many ways Midori could kill him if he wanted to, even without the use of his quirk. The answer was getting, without into details, way too many for comfort. Well, fuck! Yamada Hizashi, aka President Mike, was worried. It was by no means unusual to see his husband sitting on his favorite sofa in the teacher's lounge grading papers. Neither was it unusual for him to become so engrossed in his reading that he stopped noticing what was going on around him. What with the amount of promising students he had this year. It was, however, pretty unusual when the usually stoic man, after reading a fairly long paper in a place that became more frantic with every page, just sat there and stared at it, pale-faced as if he was looking at his own death warrant. Um, Joe, everything all right? Shota didn't startle when Hizashi tapped him on the shoulder. His eyes didn't leave the pages he was holding in his hands either though his expression became marginally less distant. A few more seconds of tense silence passed between them before he responded. We? He enunciated very slowly and clearly as if he'd needed time to process the words. Are complete idiots. Me most of all. Care to elaborate? Is how she asked tentatively. Midoriya is... We completely missed. I... I can't believe... Ugh. Shut a growl, completely nonverbal with his frustration. Hizashi was starting to get worried. Midori was a common topic for conversations of all kinds since the beginning of the year. Frustrated and praising, happy and terrified, they've had them all since the boy entered UA. But Hizashi had never seen the Eraser hero just like, quite this mixture of fear, worry, annoyance, and was that respect for someone, let alone a student? Is there anything wrong with the green bean? He asked worriedly. There is some. There is either something really wrong with him or something really right. I haven't decided yet. Shoda answered dryly, seeming to regain some of his composure. Hizashi's eyebrows rose further. Before he could ask more questions, the pages that Shoda had been reading were thrust at his chest. Read this. You'll understand. I guarantee. His husband said. Hizashi gave him one last skeptical look before diverting his attention to the papers in hand. A look at the first page told him that this was the first assignment of the analysis course Shota ran for each of his classes, specifically the one submitted by Midoriya. Can't be too bad, Hizashi thought with a mental shrug as he started delving deeper. Shota watched smugly as Hizashi's comically wide eyes kept getting wider with every page. He was skimming over the pages, not really having time to read through it thoroughly, but it wasn't really necessary in order to start grasping the magnitude of their unforeseen problem. It was nice, at least, not to be alone in this predicament. What the hell? Hizashi finally asked, looking up from the essay. Shota nodded empathetically, glad to see that his point got across, but his husband didn't seem to notice, too lost in his own thoughts as he continued mumbling. It was rare to see Hizashi so shocked that his volume actually went down instead of up, but here they were. Shota, this, this is, it's professional level analysis. Hell, I don't think even most professionals could have done such a good job of it, not the ones I worked with at least. And he did all of this in an hour? 
damn, I didn't even know some of this stuff. And I've known you for half my life. Shota rose from the sofa and put a hand on the distraught man's shoulder. His ashy tense for a moment startled, then relaxed into husband's familiar touch and looked up to meet his eyes. This is a problem, Shota stated calmly. Or rather, the fact that we haven't noted this sooner is a problem. I knew from day one that Midori is smart. Maybe smarter than he lets on sometimes, but this is on a completely different level. Why didn't I see it? Why didn't he tell me? God knows I'm used to him hiding problems and injuries from me. But why hide this? He broke a finger on the first day to prove to me at his potential, but if he had just shown me his talent for analysis and tactical thinking, I wouldn't have dreamed about expelling him, volatile, quirk, or not. Shota pinched the bridge of his nose in exasperation, trying to ward off the incoming migraine. It helped that during his little rant, Hisashi had abandoned his papers and was now standing behind him, rubbing his tense shoulders comfortingly. The more he thought of it, the more he realized that this issue was far more complex than it was at first glance, with hidden layers that tied into the other issue of Midoriya's he had never quite come to addressing. What with their hectic school life and regularly scheduled villain attacks. This was too big to ignore, though. He realized now that putting off working things out with Midoriya for later was a mistake, and not only because it was unwilling this suddenly uncovered well of potential, Midoriya's unwillingness to share his talents with his teachers, that was apparently as big as his unwillingness to share his problems, was just another piece of the puzzle that just kept getting more worrying the more of Shota, more of it Shota uncovered. Intensifying the itching feeling he was missing something important, Shota really didn't like not knowing things relevant to his job. Still, it was logical, practical man, and there was a clear logical next step on the path to solving this puzzle. Talk to him? Hisashi suggested simply from behind him, echoing the hero's thoughts. Addressing this behavior of his is long overdue anyway. Oh, I will talk to him. And I will talk to All Might too. He's clearly close to the boy, and something tells me he knows more about this than he is telling me. His eyes narrowed in suspicion. If the blonde scarecrow was hiding such an important information from him and about his own students and all this, Shoto would kick his ass into next week, symbol of peace or not. Then another far more pressing thought interrupted his hypothetical pans of vengeance. He tense abruptly, whirling around to look at his alarmed husband. Once more, eyes widened as a pale sheet. Before the blind could ask what was wrong, he voiced his latest reason of concern. I have to tell Nezu. Hazashi stared at him for a moment then paled himself. It was due to 15 years in friendship and later marriage that the fact they have both been working for EA for quite a while now they didn't need to voice their thoughts because they were exactly the same. If Nezu finds Adoria, someone close to his own level of intellect, may the world survive the chaos. <laughs> May the world survive the chaos, indeed. This fanfic is simply incredible, and, well, it does go into, like, Bakugo bashing a little bit, not, like, a ton, if, I hope that makes sense. Anyway, please, please go read this fanfic. It dives into Izuku being smarter than he lets on, it dives into Aizawa and Dadzawa relationships, it dives into All Might, um, and it has Nezu teaching Midoriya about analysis. What? I love that. And I love that he still has one for all, because Izuku deserves one for all. So, like, it combines the whole, he deserves one for all, but they should also recognize his talent, and he should be recognized that he could have been a hero even if he was quirkless. Like, the, 
Those three combined in a fic are, they just make my life, and I love this to pieces, and I hope you all enjoy it too. So, please go read this. It is in the description of this podcast. You can also follow me on TikTok as Ear We Are Art. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube as Ear We Are Arts. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Bluebell Erin. I hope you all have a fantastic day and enjoy reading.